0: I love my HBCU, uh, and Bob I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU, yeah. and man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. yeah, man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Now, tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see my team want to love. If they love, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want, keep tired. I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he yeah. know what he be talking talkin about. My control, talkin they know what they be talking talkin about. They compress press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' going to tell you if your team, if they want to lose. Yeah. they who the, ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor,
1: yes sir, yes and sir. And pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. Uh, he's treating the bigwigs to dinner, man. He's spending some money, man. Spend money yeah. on us like that. I don't have to talk about him.
2: Well, he I, 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 I'm going to give him a pass, because... Uh, uh, y'all treated me pretty well in the fifties, so I got to shout out to both of y'all for that. So uh, <laughs> I, I I know I know uh, where deep pockets can go. <laughs> yeah, he he know he know what he doing.
1: <laughs> he know how to set it out as we like. It. Yes, indeed. Welcome to episode four twenty one of Inside the HBCU Sports Live Radio Show and Podcast. That is covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small from the NEIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We just call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Yadika Villalone, my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal out to 12 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said,
2: Charles, how you doing today? Doing well, Doc. It is game week. We are finally here. We get a little bit of football this weekend. Week zero is upon us, so looking forward to uh, getting over to Atlanta, Jackson State versus South Carolina State in the XY Challenge. Did you say it was game week? It's game week. It's game week. It's here. It's here. So there's like a game coming up this week. Uh, we got a game coming up this weekend. We got a game coming up this weekend. Looking forward to it. Man, I forgot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just a little old thing called the Miak Swag Challenge. A uh, Big time matchup between Jackson State University and North Carolina Central. Depending on what side you come from, you might say Swag Miak Challenge. But well, That's true. Uh, with that being said, Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THD Agency LLC. THD Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational and consulting and data analytics. I'm going to jump us off so we get a little chance to talk about it since it's just you and I. We can get into a little banner and give a little more in-depth thought instead of just providing this as a general HBCU news. You know, we've been talking a lot about these television opportunities and television deals Well. Uh, HBCU Game Day.com uh, is reporting that CIAA and HBCU GO were unable to reach a long-term agreement as the season nears. It appears that a budding long-term media relationship between HBCU GO and CIAA is no go at this time. Less than one month after announcing a set of five football games uh, to be broadcast on the emerging platform, including a number of November 11, CIAA championship game. CIAA officials sent an email informing school officials that a long-term deal would not be taking place at this time. The email and sources indicate that the parties are still negotiating the deal to broadcast the games this season on a game-by-game basis. Specifically, uh, the email on behalf of CIAA Commissioner Jackie Williams uh, this past Thursday stated that the league would not enter into, into terms with Allen Media Group slash HBCU Go due to terms that are non-negotiable. Allen Media Group led by Chairman and CEO Byron Allen bought HBCU Go in 2022 and broadcast HBCU football game, basketball games in 2022 and 2023. We also know with the SWAT, they uh, will be broadcasting other sporting events as well. But in this case, the email indicates that HBCU Go uh, was seeking a 10 year deal. If you recall, Charles, it's similar to what they did with the SWAC.
3: Sure uh, don't
1: be. have the length of what they did with the SIC because they also got a deal with them as well. Um, but on the counter offer, CIAA was seeming to want to shorten the deal in terms of terms that they wanted. So there was some terminology that may have pushed the deal to a five-year type of deal, uh, but that still wasn't quite enough. Uh, There's quotes in this, specifically from the email that says, quote, for the past six months, we've done our best to align the agreement with what was presented and proposed by AMG HBCU Go back in the fall for consideration, end quote, the email reads. The email was also sources indicate that that there were discrepancies on the length and terms of the contracts. Attempts have been made to reach officials both by the conference and HBCO go to get quotes directly from them. Uh, but another quote in regards to this was, was a huge opportunity to shift the CIWA media right platforms and exposure for all CIWA sporting events. You know, they've done a lot of work for themselves. They've had other uh, partnerships and deals and previously had a deal with ESPN. But in terms of this quote, it also says, we even explored shortening the term to five years when they made unexpected shifts what the original proposed to the conference Um, as when you get into this you have your attorneys both from both sides they have Mm -hmm. to read the agreement deals and then obviously it goes to the conference commissioners goes to the presidents chancellors then it that's on the school side and then when it gets to the media corporate side you got those presidents and also uh ceo in terms of byron allen or whoever he designates in terms of what he sees, and then obviously their lawyers have to read it in terms of their counsel. With this being said, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Just general course of business, any concerns you see in regards to where this may be going? Now, do you think at some point they will probably find a way to agree on some terms? What general comes to mind when you hear this news uh, about the impasse at this point in terms of extensive long-term contract between the CIAA in HBCU, go on the Byron Allen Media Group.
2: I think you you hit the the, the terminology that I was looking for on the, on the head there impasse and and sometimes uh, you have uh, impasses in contract negotiations and you have uh, certain people who are uh, of the mindset of a of a long term deal and 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 certain people who are of the mindset of a short term deal. So I I, I think at, at some point and I'm curious when you when you were talking about it it was like who are the presidents who were in one camp and who are the presidents in another camp uh because of the changing landscape of the way uh television is happening uh you probably have some in the camp that probably are looking at okay if we do a short term deal we get to renegotiate uh, after x number of years and who knows what what the uh television landscape might be in 2027 2028 or or something to that effect so uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious in terms of uh, how they get over the impasse, but I, I see it as a temporary setback.
1: Good stuff. From what you know about and, and have read and heard me talk about media deals, what do you gut prefer? Do you like the idea of short-term deals or long-term deals, particularly in this current uh, media space that we're in? Um,
2: well, I'm, I'm to me, the long-term deal is the sticky wicket. Uh, because a, a conference that, uh, uh, let's just say a, a conference that has a long-term deal uh, going to 2035, whatever the case might be, with the landscape changing as much as it is, uh, with teams uh, looking uh, actively, participating in conference turn and things of that nature, I'm not sure we're in that space right now where a long-term deal is is the best thing. Uh, and. You know, you kind of take a look at it even from uh, athletes negotiating contracts. I was always curious with Jordan uh, doing a one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal. And, you know, you just open things up again uh, to the possibility of renegotiation. And you never know, you know, you bank on yourself, whatever the case might be. But you never know what the sort of landscape that you're looking at in 2028 2029 or whatever the case might be and it might be even more lucrative at at that point in time uh, if you go with a short-term deal now so uh, you know i think it's six in one hand half a dozen in the other uh you can make a case for both but um i'm probably more in the short-term deal uh, uh camp in terms of just the way that you're looking at how things sort of are playing out in front of us right now
1: I'm glad that we got into this discussion because it gives a chance to play those things out and talk about the difference between a short-term deal and a long-term deal. As you look at it in terms of contracts with a player, you know, the benefit of a short-term deal, if the market is growing, Mm. uh, then you can take advantage of it. So that's one of the things that I think is a challenge in this current marketplace, because if you're looking from a linear deal, Uh, The challenges you have is linear rights and and the funding part of linear are decreasing. People are cord cutting, right? And so those are little challenges you got. And you have this space where you got the streaming coming up. You know, Apple, obviously, YouTube, and those type of platforms uh, in a lot of ways that are looking to get into business in regards to what they're seeking uh, to change it. So I think that's the challenge that you write. When you're looking at that space is what you're going to do it. And if you take the bigger picture, what you see with some of these conferences, oftentimes you see them uh, thinking about doing short term deals with the idea that they get a chance to come back for negotiations. But then that means that you got to be prepared for expansion. What is going to give you the benefit of being able to push uh, the prices that you're seeking to increase it? What, what are you going to be able to put on the table to demand more? Because it's not necessarily that the marketplace is growing. It's oftentimes that you create um, the marketplace, in these cases, by expansion. So look at the Big Ten. When they came up for expansion, one of the things they looked at is you had the normal growth in the market, but you also had the opportunity, if they could bring in different brands, in this case, UCLA and USC, then they could command even more money in regards to the marketplace. So one of the challenges that you get in with HBCU programs, do they have the ability to really expand the market? Mm. You know, Are other HBCU programs that they can expand to dictate that they have more opportunity to negotiate more programming? right? So when mm-hmm. the SWAC was at 10 schools, they only had so many football games that they could program. When they get go and span the 12 you have more content, so you get paid for that more programming content so there's a lot of things that you want to look at in the marketplace uh to, to determine whether a long-term or short-term deal is beneficial so it's good that you brought that up when you talk about
2: whether you're going to focus on short-term or long-term deal. Mm-hmm. no doubt about it that's a f- fascinating conversation that uh I- i'm sure at some point you know um uh, you get through the impasse or, or you just take a look at where is this space in a couple of years from now? So it's, it's the way that it's yeah, growing. I think that's it's the, really that's interesting.
1: The, the and when you talk about the exactly right, AD drops out and he's similar to you. Long-term deals are better for the television media and short-term deals. And I will say that the long-term is certainly better for the media from a lot of times, especially if they're going with the new brand or a new yeah. business it gives them a chance to get the sponsorship if Mm -hmm. if you're going with a short-term deal it's harder for them to make the money back on short-term because they're trying to spread out and get the marketplace i don't necessarily believe that it's always good for the conference like i'm saying is what are you doing in the conference to generate the fact that you're gonna ask for more money just to say that over five years that you're gonna ask for more the market doesn't necessarily dictate that. The the prime example of that is the Pac-12.
4: The
1: Pac-12 died because they had a, didn't go to market fast enough in regards to the short-term deal that they had, uh, which is the fact that the market cratered under them when they were looking for the deal. So they couldn't get the money that was out there because the marketplace literally cratered. So those are other issues. Um, Even the ACC, while many people think that it's going to die, one of the ways it's able to sustain now is because it has a long-term deal that has locked, plus the guaranteed rights, obviously, but it's locked everybody in that space. Sure. Um, And so, um, and in 10 years, if the marketplace totally changes, they could benefit the fact that the marketplace is back up versus trending down right now. So I think we have to be careful of automatically thinking that just because you do a short-term deal that is automatic beneficial to a comp. That is not always the case. Let's go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll get into some sports talk. But I wanted to open it up because I thought it was intriguing. and gave us a chance to talk a little bit about the business side again that we'd like to do on the show to make sure that you get into a little bit of business banter of HBCU sports. With that, uh, we'll take our first break. We'll come back on the other side and give you some more football talk.
6: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404 698 3992. Or log on to Mango'sCaribbeanRestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text MANGOS to 313131.
4: Say your mama hungry, papa hungry, like I'm hungry.
6: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
7: My this is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Networks app. Make sure to download We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show.
3: As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one size fits all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning.
5: The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvet. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know
0: them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love, we'll we'll the and who the so,
1: listen to professor, professor, yes, sir, yes, And sir. pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bills, inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We have one and up. Then TC Taylor, the head coach of Jack State University. Man, he, look like he just got finished drawing us some plays, coach.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm staying in the lab right now. It's a big weekend coming up, man. we we, we excited over here, but. You know, I, I'm 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 chopping at the bit a little bit to you know play a little football, but uh, it, it's been good. Hey, good man, it's appropriate.
1: You're inside the. Sorry about that. You, know, it's appropriate. I got excited about you said lab. I said appropriate. You're in the lab, so you know you,
4: you got <laughs> to right do yeah. what you do when you're in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> right now, glad to be here though. Good to see you guys, man. Hope everybody doing well. Good to see you, Cole. Yeah, it's, it's it's good to hear you. Uh, we'll get to
1: shake your hand in a couple of days. We'll be in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Miak Swack challenge, Swack Miak challenge. Depending on which side that you want to bring it up, you know, we don't understand how y'all lost the naming rights to the to the Miak Swack <laughs> SWAC challenge. I guess they now now biblical order. I guess it,
5: it might be above be your pay break.
1: So we won't. <laughs> they won't blame but let's get into it. I did want to ask you this question to kind of start things off. Um, uh, from a preparedness, you've had an opportunity to play, uh, I mean, coach in the celebration bowl mm-hmm. multiple times and obviously recently in the Miax challenge. What is the difference in terms of preparation for a bowl game versus starting the season off with this class?
4: Uh, I don't think it's too much difference we know you know what's at stake in it anytime the MiAC plays the SWAC uh, a lot of bragging rights involved you know and uh you got one conference that's competing with the other you know you talk about the fans the bands and everything it's a highly competitive situation and I think what better way to start the season off with a Miak swack or swack Miak challenge and you end the season similar with the same type game you know with it's going to be a physical football game, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what we've been preparing our team for. MIAC plays a physical brand of football. I, I make no mistakes about it. Uh, like I can say it because I've coached in it, you know, and had some success in that league. They play a physical brand. You know, they want to hit you in the mouth. Um, mm-hmm. The swag is a little more fanfare, <laughs> you know. You do <laughs> Usually, see a lot more points scored in the SWAC and, you know, uh, bigger pad entry and everything. So, I, I think it's awesome to start the season that way and to end it that way in two great uh, HBCU conferences. What is the benefit of being able to have that experience of being on
1: both sides, if you would, in regards to being a coach in the MEAC, understanding literally the preparation and the style of play that is played in the MIAC, but also having the benefit uh, being in the SWAC recently in terms of the style of play and maybe how it slightly has changed over the years. Is
4: is there a benefit to that? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so much as benefit, but I, I, well, I will say the one benefit is you're getting to go against great coaches from each conference, you know, great mm-hmm. coaches from each conference. You know, I even think back to when we were at Central and we played in the Celebration Bowl and we played against a great Gremlin team led by Devontae Kincaid and Coach Fobbs. You know, they had a lot of NFL guys on that roster. So to get be able to go up against a great coach like Coach Fobbs was, mm-hmm. and then you flip the script and, you know, uh, go against Buddy Pugh a couple years ago, and then you think back when I first got to Jackson State in 2019, Heck, we played Bethune, could be in the Miak Swag Challenge against Coach Terry Sims. You know, so to get the opportunity to play against all these great head coaches and these great players, I mean, it's been tremendous, you know, and I, I just think it's paid paid dividends, like you said, I got a lot of experience in Atlanta. You know, a lot of experience over <laughs> in the city of Atlanta. So it's been a you know, for the most part, for me to say I've been able to participate in those uh type games year after year, it's been a blessing. You know, that you know, this this deal that we're in, the coaching profession, you know, it's day to day. So anytime you can have those opportunities to play in several celebration bowl. Uh, another MEAC, uh swag challenge, it's a blessing from God. You almost have as much experience as I, I do in Atlanta. <laughs> but, you know, that's another show. Charles,
1: go ahead.
2: Because I wanted to ask this question uh, uh, in terms of there's an unbelievable amount of curiosity about this Jackson State football team. But uh, could you put out there uh, for the fans across the nation, what type of Jackson state team uh, will the TC Taylor bring to Atlanta
4: this weekend? Yeah, I think that's a fair deal. You know, it, the, all the questions that everybody have, you know, I always talk about how we had so much turnover with this roster, a brand new coaching staff. But one thing uh, Charles, nothing that hasn't changed is the expectation of this mm-hmm. football staff, the everybody in the building, these players that we were able to uh, able to recruit um, the fans and everything. But uh, we We want to preach physicality. You know, we talk about being physical. You know, I want to execute. Um, Take the first game, for instance. You talk about being on a stage like ABC Television. You know, everything that comes with that. I want to go out there and and basically have a good, clean football game. You know, with all eyes on us. You know, it's not just HBCU world that'll be looking at. You got the SEC world, ACC, because we're on. You know, we'll have that national spotlight. So it's big for me. You know, not a lot of bad snaps, holding penalties. Uh, the special teams look good and just put a good brand of football on that evening for the, for the entire country, because anytime you can get that kind of platform, you know, I mean, it's a lot of coaches across the country right now, wish they can have that opportunity that we're going to have on Saturday night. But uh, to get more to your question, you know, I just want to play fast. Yeah, that's the thing I talked about our guys with uh, just play fast, but while we're playing fast, we're playing a good, clean game. We're executing at a high level and, you know, go out there and execute these the, the plans that our coaching staff has put together to, in order for us to go win the football game. I, I heard you mention you're chomping at the bit. And uh understandably,
2: you have a fan base yeah. that's really, really chomping at the bit. Uh, how exciting is it for you to, to put your team? out in front of this rabbit rabbit fan base. My mama was telling me the other day she couldn't get to you with so many people around you, but, it, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, but, uh just excited fan base, ready to watch Jackson State ball.
4: I mean, everybody is excited about the newness right now and, you know, the things that we've done over the last couple of years, but I know it's all about winning football games. You know, we got a big task ahead of us talking about three-peating as a swag championship. And going to play for that third celebration bowl but um these kids they understand the assignment they really do understand the assignment the, especially the guys that we brought in they really you know inherited a responsibility to go out there and play a good brand of football for jackson state and they tell me that on a day-to-day basis um, they're excited i'm excited looking forward to it but you know for the main thing i, I tell them you know just take it all in you know because once mm-hmm. this thing takes off saturday it's going to be flying you know, especially these next three weeks, you talk about a, a opponent like South Carolina State and Buddy Pugh, and we all know what that uh, FAMU game is about with Coach Willie Simmons, and then we got to go open up uh, Baton Rouge in uh, three weeks down there southern. So this is going to tell me a lot about our football team going forward. But we're excited about it, and I wouldn't have it no other way, Chuck.
2: One more quick question, and I want to ask you about this. Uh, and I don't want to say the difficulty, but the uniqueness of preparing for uh, 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 a senior like Corey Fields, uh, a veteran, if you will, a quarterback who's been there, done done it, seen it all. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the uniqueness in preparing for uh, a veteran quarterback at this level? Well?
4: well, you know, a lot of times what you try to do when you facing a good quarterback take take away all the other things, other pieces around them away. You know, and try to make him win the game on his own. You know, they got some size at the receiver position, and a lot of people don't talk about they got a veteran group on the offensive line that's yeah. doing a great job over, that's going to do a great job for them. We saw a lot of those guys two years ago in the Celebration Bowl, and they, they they played a physical brand, like we said earlier. But we know in order to, um you know, take some of their success away offensively, we got to stop that kid. You know, that kid, can, he's played a lot of football. He's seen it all. Uh, he knows Coach Pugh. He knows what type of football they want to play, even though they do have a new offensive coordinator in there. But, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder. You know, they came back. Coming off a of three-and-eight season, they felt like they was a lot better, and I do think they were a lot better. You know, he missed, what, four games last year, and that meant yeah. a lot to that football team. But it's like I told the team this morning, uh, this is a football team that beat the team that beat us in the Celebration Bowl last year. You know, they, mm-hmm. they they did beat North Carolina Central, you know, and so we know in order to have some success this weekend, we got to stop the quarterback. Sure. Man, you talk about that offensive Line with Nick Tays, Cam Johnson, no uh,
1: and and Corey Field, in terms of him coming back, it's a lot of dynamics I like to get into a little bit. What what do you what do you think they're going to try to do in this game? In terms of, do you believe they're going to try to run the ball a little more and be physical mm-hmm. at the tack? Since that's uh, one of the things that a lot of the MIAC seems to want to do, or do you think they're going to open it up a little more?
4: Uh- you know, previously that uh, the offensive coordinator that was, uh, you know, that they brought in, you know, just studying him as a, a coordinator, you know, he, he spreads the ball a lot of quick game type of concepts for and as far as the passing game, which kind of play into their hands, uh, getting the ball out quick. You know, we preach about our defensive line, so we got to get there, get our hands up and try to take those quick game passes away. But, um, you know, it's going to kind of be like a championship bout. You know, when you got two boxes going there, they trying to fill each other out. You got two new coaches, staffs. They got some question marks uh, in certain places on offense and defense, and same for us. So, uh, I I think you know the second half is what's going to be interesting. Anytime you got two, a lot of turnover for our staffs, a lot of new players, who can go in there at the halftime and make those adjustments and come out, you know, and find a way to win the game. You know, I think that's what it's going to kind of be a little slug fist, a bunch of jabs thrown in the first half. And then in the second half, you know, you're going to see people open up and throw some haymakers out there. Speaking of haymakers, uh, as, are there any players uh, that you're really
2: excited to, to get on that turf this weekend?
1: Hold on for you answer that. We're going to take a second break. We'll come back and we, we want to make sure you get a chance to fully answer that question. You talk about playmakers and all this fighting. It, 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 it Rhymes true when you got Edwin D. Moore out here talking about Swag is Ali, Miak is Frazier, Swag is Sugar Ray Leonard, Miak is Hitman herm So <laughs> all these fighting Y'all got to be excited, man. going <laughs> to be Hey, now,
4: Atlanta's going to be something beautiful this weekend. If you can get there, everybody needs to get to Atlanta this weekend. I'll tell you that. I'll book
1: my plane ticket in the hotel. I'll be here, shake your hand, uh, and let you know I'm ready to mix it up as well stick with his coach i know you're busy but if you would give us a little more time in the second half we want to get in there and talk a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball for both okay. teams give you a chance to answer charles question in regards to uh getting a little more inside and some details uh, of what this football team will look like uh, we'll be right back after the second break
5: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice
3: You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes, even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us, we're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub.
0: Ooh, nice. Never not working.
1: Never, ever, never, ever not working.
3: Welcome everybody to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology.
5: T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash.
6: T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash.
5: Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, So listen to Professor Yes, sir. yes sir. and pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson.
1: This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike is out on assignment, but we got the head coach at State University the Love, T.C. Taylor. In the building it's good to have him because you know I know Charles is gonna follow up with his question but the man's phone is going on we trying to get him for the media day you got Dwayne my man you know Dwayne and I go back man we call up I'm hooking him up he's like Dwayne, we gonna do this he, he, he works with me but he's hey. like he's looking at his watch like he... <laughs> we just try...
4: gotta go we gotta go
1: he's like, hey. the like, the president
4: and let me say this, I was trying to get over there. He snatches me out. He got oh, me by the hell collar. Now I, I <laughs> won't get to be home. I, I told him, I said, I we better you better go get Dr. Chuck them go. first now. Said, well, we gotta go, we gotta go. Like a, we get to the airport, the flight delayed three hours. So I let the way on, I know I got on, dinner on the next way. time. I know what it was. I
1: didn't buy him that steak dinner last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh go
2: him
4: that's exactly what it (laughs) was then. Coach,
2: let me me go back and ask, uh, uh, are there any players, uh, both uh, I guess on the offense and defense side of the ball, that you're really looking forward to uh, uh, getting out on the turf this weekend?
4: Um, We could talk about a lot of guys, uh, uh, and I mean that wholeheartedly on this football Mm. team, especially Mm. the ones that's been here. You know, you talk about the J.D. Martins, the guy that came down to Swag Media Day, uh, Devontae Davis, Uh, Antonio Dahl at the defensive end position, uh, Evan Henry at the O-line position, uh, Rico Powers at receiver, the two, Daly Hughes, and Kevrick Wiggins has been having great camps. But, you know, the thing, Chuck, that I'm more intrigued about are the new faces. You know, Mm -hmm. we got some new faces around here that are really, really showing some potential to be really good players. Some You know, they can even compete with some of the players that we've had in the past here. So those are the ones I got the biggest question marks about. You know, it's sure. some names I think is going to catch some eyes come this weekend and like, who is that guy? And it's quite ah. a few. That's something that I pride myself on, you know, and this staff that we've done a good job for us recruiting depth. You know, recruiting depth. You know, everybody's dealing with an injury here or there. But, you know, when you're able to plug in another guy, a fresh face in there and not skip a beat, that's always – Good. Uh, Junior Miller, a guy that's been on the shelf for a couple of years. I, I hate to call his name, but <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing some special stuff on the football field. But uh, those are the ones I'm kind of excited about, all the new faces. You know, Say it's Gut- Guthrie from Delaware State Transfer. He's been having a great camp. And, you know, our specialists, you know, we got Matt Nola, All-American punter in here. That's, I mean, this kid can flip the field. Um, we call him G-Baby. He was here last year to do our kickoff stuff. He'll handle our kicking duties. He's been lights out, so I can go on and on. But like I tell the guys, nothing matters to me till I see you put it out there in, in the game and go do your thing when the lights are on in front of the crowd. Sure, sure. Man, I, I like you dropping those names. That's pretty
1: good, coach. Now we got something to keep our eyes and look at. It's game week. Mention him. It's <laughs> game week. Name <there> <laughs> <laughs> hey, so much to go back on film now. I understand. I did want to ask you this question about fast. You know, you, you said earlier in an interview that you want your team to play fast. Mm-hmm. What kind of things do you do in practice that puts in motion the mindset and then the actual action of playing fast?
4: Well, the thing in practice is everything is based on tempo. I mean, you know, as far as our stretch, our transition from drill to drill, out, we don't do no walking around. If you come watch our practices, you'll get tired watching it, you know, just the way that we, we demand our guys moving around at a a high level, at a a high tempo pace. And also too, you know, you just preaching tempo, you know, I think it's great when the uh, referees come in here and they direct those scrimmages and they're allowing us to move fast, but understanding the speed of a game, how a game actually works when you're moving at tempo, you know, making sure we're set at certain times. But you have to preach that to a football team now because you you playing football games and that's what it is uh, in college football now. Everything is fast, you know, you want to get the ball snapped fast. And you got to make sure your defense is that's the number one key when you're dealing with tempo, you know, facing these tempo, high tempo offenses, uh, a lot of substitutions. And then they're getting the ball spotted, snapping the ball in four or five, six, seven seconds. So, you know, I'm on my coaches a lot, too, as far as getting the calls in, you know, be sure about what you call have confidence in it and go with what your heart is telling you, you know, because that's what it's going to be. When we get to those game situations it's going to move even faster and the thought process has got to be a whole lot different as well you know it's not just moving fast you got to be thinking fast at the same time so you got to be able to comprehend the play go out there and execute it and move it physically at a fast pace but it, it's something that we preach every day every station every period in practice you know we'll go out here tonight uh we're doing night practice tonight uh shout out to president anthony you know got our lights going on the field right now so it's going to be a beautiful thing we're going to uh, try to simulate what it's going to be like this weekend but the same deal we'll get out there and like i said from beginning to end we're moving you know i don't like to be out there long if we're moving at a good tempo and i get what i need to see we're off of there but you try to preach and uh execute those things in practice tell, was- tell dwayne to. The-
1: Ashley to stop calling. You know, we know he worked everything out.
2: He's excited about being <laughs> Tell him, we'll
1: get to him next time. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was supposed
2: to say that. Go ahead, you Coach, Coach, I mean, you're a former player. How is it having those lights out there for,
4: uh, uh, for practice? It's amazing. You know, what it did mm-hmm. for those kids, the first time we were able to go out there under the lights last week and see their energy level, uh, it, it was huge. It was huge, and, and being able to simulate those type uh, situations, for far as game, it was good for our kids, for our coaches, trainers, everybody, everybody. It was just high energy. And then let me say this: it's been hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's been hot, so you know you got to be careful with that. You know, just we were out there uh, the other day, and you talking about one hundred and three hundred and four hundred and five. Temperatures, as far as heat index. So, you got to be able to take care of your student athletes as well. And that's what these lights allow us to do. You look at us down the road, we play a, a Texas State team. That's a night game. So, you can't just practice. I'm a firm believer. You got to put your, your team in those type of situations, what the game will be. So, you know, you, receivers have to see the ball difference. The, the DBs have to see the ball different. We got to, uh, as far as the substitutions and everything we're making, it's at night now. You know, you want to move around, you move around differently. But it allows you to see the actual team speed of your, your team as well. Because, like I said, it's been some hot days. I think Thursday's going to be up to like 107 here. So for us to be able to go out there and under those lights and just, you know, continue to work and play what we talked about a minute ago is at, a, at a high, uh, fast pace, is, it pays dividends. And, Chuck, when I think back, when I was here, you know, playing on a Big Daddy and Judd, you know, yeah, Daddy, we were doing those three of days, and we go out there, and it was like four lights working, and we were still out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Big Daddy didn't care if it was dark enough; we gonna get that practice <laughs> So, and that's what I was telling one of the coaches, man. I said, for me to be in a former player here, I've never seen those lights. You know, all the lights working out there. So it it it, it touched me, you know, to see that and being able to provide that for our student and athlete, not only football though. You know, you think about everybody else that's going to benefit from this. Our uh, track team, who has had a lot of success, even our soccer team. You know, being able to get out of uh, get in some of those uh, cooler nights and you know pop those lights on. All those early mornings. You know, some teams may start at six o'clock. Heck, it's dark out there. So, be hey, mm-hmm. able to turn those those lights on. These student athletes. See, we you know we have a a, a big demand for excellence, and we're going to continue to be excellent here. Uh, you know, at this program. There it is. There it is.
1: You know you. It much respected when uh, Linda Johnson says best wishes coach Taylor from Alkanite. so uh, even respected <laughs> from the vaunted Rivals. So a lot of mm-hmm. stuff going on there, but talking about the game, let's get a little bit of uh, talk in this as we start to close this out for you. How much do you focus on your game plan implementation versus the game plan that you're doing against your counterpart in this case, South Carolina State?
4: I, I, to answer your question, you know, you got to stick to what you've been practicing. you got to mm-hmm. stick. We, we've had quite some time to start, you know, preparing for these guys for a good football team. And like I said, I know what Buddy Pugh brings to the table. You talk about a guy that's been coaching, you know, longer than I've been living. <laughs> so you're talking about <laughs> loads of knowledge, you know. He put that's out a great good. article talking about the uh, JSU team is better than the 2021 team. I, well, all right, Coach, I'm kind of keeping an eye on you with that. I know you created a little bulletin board material. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> so you, you're talking about one of the GOATs, you know, one of the winningest coaches at South Carolina State. And I mean, he's sly, ain't Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But I, I think it, what better way as a first time head coach to go play on ABC against a legendary coaching program like South Carolina State? But what I'm going to do, I'm going to trust my coaches, to answer your question. Those guys really been working their butts off. we got a great staff here, great coordinator, great uh, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, position coaches. Everybody around me has one, one, one goal set, and that's to win a championship. But we're taking it one game at a time. you know. So we're going to go out there. We, we, we pretty much have uh, finalized all our game plans. We're going to stick to it. I told them about tomorrow, you know, it, everything needs to be clean. You know, it it has to be right by tomorrow. You know, you want to want the players believing in that plan as well. So we gonna go go with what we got, what we've been preparing with probably the last couple weeks. We're gonna stick to it, and you know, you got the players got to play though. Doctor players got to play. You know, we can put these extravagant plans together, but in the end, it's about the Jimmys and the Joes on the field. Hmm. Let's get back a little
1: Jimmy and Joe, if you allow me. I know a lot of this is about your team, but I'd be rem if I didn't focus a little bit in terms of the defensive size for South Carolina State, mm. they always seem to be loaded. Um, mm-hmm. You experience that. And they seem to find these gems in the rough in South Carolina and they find a way to get them opportunity where they work them out and they go do well at the NFL level. But you got mm-hmm. Patrick, defensive lineman, all, all American, uh, obviously Jared, uh, Octavian, Aaron as the linebacker, but they got a front three that are all-conference players preseason, some of them last year, some of them getting looks, uh, juniors and seniors. Talk about what makes them formidable from your perspective from a defensive side of the ball.
4: It's tradition. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. If you think back when we played Central, you know, the linebacker, that's I like the- that. All world with the Colts, the D linemen, you know, those guys were draftable, guys that are still playing in the NFL right now. They they do they, traditionally they believe that they're gonna build that thing around playing good defense and they're gonna play hard. You know, and that, that's just something they hang their hat on. You know, we coming into a game two years ago, we're 12 and one, they're a six and five team. But they came out and set the tone defensively. we talk, those same couple D linemen you talk about, seem like they've been there seven, eight years. <laughs> 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 I'm like, man, we got they ain't going <laughs> in. They, they take, they take well, you two COVID years, huh? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm COVID. like, they still there.
2: <laughs> I mean that, that that brings up a good question, Coach. I mean, how uh disruptive is a
4: defensive lineman like Patrick Godlow? Oh man, I, shoot, he, he he plays in the on the other side of the line of scrimmage. That's what mm-hmm. he does a good job mm-hmm. of. But that's what we gotta, you know, be able to handle the penetration by those guys. Uh, you know, this kid has a high motor. He's not very big in stature, but you know, far as him being built and play with that type, that type of leverage, you know, we're gonna have to deal with that. And here's another thing, you know, I talked about those guys with all the um the knowledge, and you know, they've been around uh, Coach Pew as well. We got an entire group, uh, you know, uh, besides Evan Henry, on new a bunch of new faces on the offensive line. And I challenge those guys, you mm-hmm. know, you guys got to come together and, and figure this thing out because this group here, what I do remember two years ago, they didn't stop. You know, they didn't take plays off. They were steady coming the entire football game. And that's, like I said, that goes based off a lot of tradition at South Carolina State. One thing Coach people going to do, you know, he might throw that ball around a little bit, but he's going to run that ball and play good defense. <laughs> you know, and that's what it is. And those guys buy into it, and they play their butts off for him. But a player like that, you got to account for him, know where he's at on the football field, and, you know, just try to, you know, go right at him you know, try to match tick for tag with him, and, you know, in the end, we'll see how it go. Sure.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. This is exciting. This is why you do that. In fact, Coach, whenever you can, we need more of these games. I know the benefit of the X challenge, but yeah. non-conference, I know it's hard to ask you to do that. You got a conference slate that is second to none. But uh let, let you and your colleagues know that we want more of these MIAC like matches. We're going to try to get you You're another one in December.
4: We're looking to give you another one. All
1: right, yeah. <laughs> I feel it. last thing is uh, be remiss. Uh if, if I didn't give you the last word, because you just stole it on that one. That was a good one. So <laughs> uh, share some other words with your fans. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, Doc, like I always
1: stake nothing for that one.
4: <laughs> Like I always say for me coming up in the HBCU world as a player. Uh, got a degree from an HBCU, I, I always like to speak to the fans. Come out and support these kids in these programs. No matter where you at, Division II level, whatever level, come out and support HBCU football. The brand has really taken off the last couple of years, you know, the things that's been going on, the exposure that we're getting. Come out and buy these tickets. I know a lot of people like right now, for instance, everybody coming to Atlanta, but they want to see how you look before they get to Miami. <laughs> you know, so stick with us, you know, come out and support these kids. And understand, like, they're working their butts off. You know, they're working their butts off. But that that's the main thing. Just support HBCU overall. Get behind these kids. Get behind these coaches and everything going off because, you know, we're not stopping. You know, and that's HBCU as a whole. This thing is really going to take off, and we're looking forward to it.
1: Coach, we, we know you're busy. And you got a lot to go to phone ringing. We're going to let you get to it. Appreciate you in terms of spending as much as time you did and <laughs> giving us some of the time back. Uh We kid you because we care. Uh, but uh, we want to see you do great things
4: and continue the hard, diligent work you're doing. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. All right. Thanks, Doc. You know that means a lot, man. Anytime, you know, I look forward to getting with you guys again. We say what? This this weekend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. We got all you. We'll right, I'll be
1: there. there. I'm looking, right,
4: forward, no to looking right. forward to this, it. No problem. Looking forward to it, cup. All right. Thank you all. Y'all be safe. No right, problem. We'll take our –
1: third break. We'll come back after this break. You just heard it from Coach T.C. Taylor, Jackson State University head football coach. We'll be right back on the other side.
6: and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go, Tune in to The Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
3: When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. analyze the data with your
0: hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they going to tell you if your team, if they want a laugh laugh So listen to Professor yes, sir, yes, sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson.
1: This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. Obviously, this is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and I hadn't got a chance to tie it in uh, to show. We talked about a little bit. You know, I grew up hip-hop head. I feel like a child of hip-hop. I'm sure, Charles, you feel the same way. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to get in a little bit of this discussion uh, as we got a chance to celebrate so much. So, Charles, I wanted to ask you this this particular question before we got too far into uh discussion what is your fundamental mindset or what do you recall that not just connected to hip-hop but what was your connection to hip-hop and hbcus what was the first time where really resonated with you that connection between your hbcu sporting
2: experience Mm -hmm. and hip-hop Uh, In the 80s, uh, Def Jam had the Fresh Fest, and the uh, Fresh Fest came to the Athletics and Assembly Center in Jackson, and uh, it was an electric environment to see uh, Run DMC, one of the hottest groups in the nation on the campus of Jackson State University, uh, Houdini uh, as well. So, uh, And no label was hotter than Def Jam at the time uh, and, and Public Enemy. So you had these iconic groups uh, that were touring, and they hit the HBCU mark, and they hit HBCUs. And I think that was, you know, I'm 12 years old, something to that effect, and the Public Enemy intro was unlike anything that I've ever seen. Uh, when the S1Ws hit the stage and Professor Griff, uh, I still get chill bumps even thinking about it. So um, no that, was, that was that was that was a connection right there. The fact that they were on the campus of Jackson State University uh, for me growing up in Jackson, man, that hit home for me. Especially when you said
1: Houdini, mine uh, was not on campus yet. My first recoll- recollection was recollections, I should say, was before I hit campus. But it does involve the HBCU. I was in high school uh, with one. Of the organizations youth groups there and they took us to the state fair class so obviously prairie and grambling so you had some of the action on the football field but the bands were were into it i remember um them playing houdini speak about that the one love
2: five minutes of Uh, and (laughs)
1: it fascinated me because you know i'm like Oh, I got it. You heard it and you instantly use like, Ooh, and you hear these crowds and they singing it or rapping it. And you just like, wow, this is, this is big. This is, this is big. So let's go back a little bit in terms of when you hit campus as a student, Mm. um, in regards to what, what were you listening to uh, when you hit campus? What do you recall, um, whether when you hit campus or what would have been the biggest song while you were on campus, it can be a correlation of when you, um, at the time, I gotta be careful because I don't wanna say pledge, but when you were going through um, the organization of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Sure. Because uh, A5 is a non hazing organization. I just <laughs> want all my listeners out there to know this, you know, uh, we, we, we don't do that. That's not what we're a part of. So I don't wanna Correct. say pledging. Correct. Right. So, <laughs> Mike is not here. Saying, oh, he got to walk the yard. We were a little different generation, so he gets a little nervous. <laughs> so any of that part of it, whichever direction you want to go
2: on the yard mm. as a student, mm-hmm. what were you listening to? I get to Jackson State in the early 90s, 1991. Um, I remember distinctly, too short. I mean, and you also had uh, an individual, a lot of people were playing uh, a DJ in Atlanta, DJ Smurf. So you had all these Smurf tapes uh, that were going around. But at Mm. that time, Atlanta was starting to become the epicenter of a lot of what was going on in hip hop. So uh, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed to be at an HBCU during that time when Freaknik gets really popular. And uh, what I always remember, especially during my time, either pledges, I mean, either motivational uh, uh, techniques that were going on at the time, uh, either that or just, (laughs) just the ride over to Freaknik was uh, a lot of, a lot of the South was starting to pop in. So you're talking about UGK. You're talking about the Ghetto Boy. Oh, but UGK was in constant rotation
3: on rotation. the way there, and yes, then sir. you
2: you learned about castes, uh But they were passing out tapes when you were there, and then it was like the ride back. Like, who was this group? So <laughs> it was like you know you kind of got the best <laughs> of both worlds. You know, going to Freaknik and coming back from because you. You got exposed to something else, so it was, you know, early '90s, uh, early to mid '90s. HBC. Oh my god, I can't even put it in words. I mean, I know everybody loves their era, but
1: <laughs> no, I feel you on that. As Outcasts would ultimately say, the "South got something." To say. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and, and well,
1: me. Mike Mike who said his top group was NWA. Run DMC. Top duel for him was Eric B. and Rakim, 8 Ball and MJG. Yeah. Give oh, God. The love for that. Oh, Memphis, God. Yeah. Houston yeah. connection there. Mm-hmm. Top solo was Notorious B.I.G., Big Daddy Kane, and Tubak is what he had. Mm. I did this. I broke it down in terms of errors. So I had the 70s, you know, coming on the late side of that. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I remember that. Quintessential song, Don't Push Me, I'm Close to the Edge, mm-hmm. uh, that just resonated in regards to uh, what hip hop was then and what it would be. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, I'm right with you, Public Enemy. I had my medallion, uh, you know, the African Bambada. I even, mm-hmm. freshman year, I had a Daishiki with the thing mm-hmm. with the little curled dreads. I might show people some pictures there, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to get. Y'all too excited. Sure. I'm married now, so I don't want no trouble. Number (laughs) 90. Ghetto Boys. You know, what's resonated, because you're talking about Houston, Texas, Um,
3: um,
1: obviously uh, was a big thing. Uh, Scarface uh, was doing his thing. DOC. Oh, yeah. Obviously didn't quite realize until a little later that he was actually from Dallas, even though you uh, put him in part of uh, L.A., in uh, NWA, uh, yeah, that Mike yeah. talked about, but I mm-hmm. always say, in a lot of ways, state of Texas has two of the top five rappers of all time. When you talk about DOC and Scarface, in terms of their ability to tie those rhymes and lyrically what they can spit out, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Scarface has been able to do it over a period of time, and DOC, uh, he really shot it out the box almost with just one album what he's put out there. Two thousands that you talked about was Outcast. 10, 2010s uh, there was a group of them. Lil Wayne, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole kept me into it. And uh, then, obviously, for the younger generation, at least for the Beats, the Migos and stuff of that. But I cool. want to um, take this second break, come back on the other side, uh, and see if we can give you a little bonus time. Um, so stick with us. Uh, we're going to see if we can stick on just a little longer. So uh, listeners, you know, usually we uh, cover the show out, at this point, but well, we're going to see if we got a little surprise for you um, and get a little bonus time, particularly since we're getting into the Celebration Bowl uh, Miak Challenge Week to be exact. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break.
5: Ultrasoft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody.
6: Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
3: Nope.
0: Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him.
2: Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty
5: picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight.
6: He's a nine.
5: Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
6: That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your Buick parks itself. That's so you.
0: It's just up here on the right.
6: Of course you know where we're going. That's so you.
0: Kinda got a sense.
6: And a head of display. They're here.
3: Hit the field, warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you.
6: It is.
7: There's a Buick that fits your life because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you.
6: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for
2: up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins.
6: This is always like never before. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404 698 3992. Or log on to Mango'sCaribbeanRestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text MANGOS to
4: 313131. Like
6: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
4: My
7: own this is Brian Fulford. A.B. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download we look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show
3: as technology continues to bring changes to the world of education it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place the stride pd center is an on-demand library of mobile friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The
0: Cuban the analytic data with your hip hop if you know like I know him, they gonna tell you if your team if they want to laugh yeah, so listen to professor yes sir yes, and pay attention cuz he gonna teach the lesson
1: This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab so with this final part of hip hop I did want to it makes sense for the 50th anniversary of John Grant uh, has the remaining tickets is fifteen hundred plus ticket. Uh, Coca Cola fan experience will be Dougie Fresh uh, and what that looks like. Um, and with that being said, we have none other than Coach Pew giving us a little time. He has a meeting coming up here in terms of the players' meeting, so uh, we're gonna get him in here. But wanted the chance uh, to get legendary Coach on. Coach Pew, how you doing? Hey, Doctor. Kavil, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just so I make sure I have it correct, because I don't want to hold you on, because I want to make sure I get my next interview. How much time do we got? You got you got what you need now. I'm done for the
8: evening. At least I am So I think I am. I never know for sure. <laughs> That's
1: perfect. That's perfect. That's but I kind of thought I, kinda, I kinda kinda think did. I'm we're done. Good. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we'll get a good 15 minutes. Uh, 20 minutes in here to make sure we get into the wraps. That's uh, what I wanted to ask you, was one of my first question is we getting in a little bonus time is, you know, obviously you had the experience of celebration, bro. You've had the experience in terms of the MiAXWAC uh challenge, uh, in terms of that. So I wanted to ask you a little bit and then we'll see if maybe we can get you a little light to make sure, because we don't want to say that we uh cut you out. They think we did that. We don't want we want to have your fans matters. As- Coach. I'm trying to figure out how to make uh, this thing light. <laughs> you
8: and uh, doing uh, all the the daytime. I have my one of my coaches around here to kind
1: of fix some of those mess that I that I run into. Uh, it worked a little bit. I don't know it what is, you did there. It lighted up. I don't know. You twisted. Well, uh, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm going. To, you, there
8: you go. Is that better? I'm gonna get. Let me turn. Let, let me turn some light on in here. Maybe that'll help. All right. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I'm a little bit.
2: I'm a little bit darker let's see let's see let's see that's the old ball coach he right, exactly a-
1: exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it yes indeed you gotta love mm-hmm. it how about that yeah there
1: better. you go a little bit a ain't
8: little quite better. there but it's a
1: yeah
8: All right. there we there go
1: right,
8: right there, there. but right can there. you see me yes yeah, sir we'll see. Okay, I can't see myself, but that's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Yep, let's get into it. So
1: I wanted to ask you, is there um, a different way that you go about getting prepared for this game versus when it was the celebration bowl at the end of the season uh, now that you're opening it up in the MIAC Swag Challenge? Oh, a lot different. The big difference is the fact that we
8: get so little information on the Jackson State this time around. Uh, the last time we played them, we had a full season ahead behind us, and uh, you know, anytime you've got that many games, it's, it's you, you just kind of a a victim of, of 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 your own work ethic. You know, if you if you got time to go through all that stuff, work every bit of it, you can. If you want to do three games, you can. You know, that kind of in this particular regard, Jackson's got. 60-some new guys on their team, transfers. Um, they've got an entirely new staff. So you're trying to go about collecting data in all kinds of strange ways that you don't necessarily do. And what makes it worse for us is that we generally do summer scouting reports on our first two or three opponents. This year, all three of our opening opponents, both uh, well, uh, Jackson, uh, U- uh, University of Charlotte, And Georgia Tech all have new staffs. And what makes it worse is the fourth team, the Citadel, that we play our first home game with also has a new staff. Now, that guy used to be on our staff here. But at the same time, you don't get a chance to do much pre-summer work on those guys because they don't have anything out there to work on. So this is a lot different deal. We, We pride ourselves in being pretty analytical as far as how we go about handling you know, our business that way, but at the same time, you know, this is, you know, a little bit different.
2: Mm.
1: Charles, you want to jump in and follow up?
2: Yeah, coach? yeah, I did. And Coach P, I wanted to ask this question. Uh, uh, coming into uh, this uh, season, 2023, uh, what was the difference in the camp uh, versus uh, coming into the season in 2022 when you were the hunted uh, and you're coming, you're defending black college national champion. What has been yeah. the difference in the camps?
8: is that we sucked last year, and <laughs> we were all, <laughs> how about that? And it's one of those kind of deals where we come in one year, we the king of the hill, and we come in the next year, and we last. So you know how it is going from worst to first? Well, first to worst is a lot worse, I can tell you. So <laughs> in such as ours, I can tell you that I don't want to do what I did, you know, and, and my president said, you, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> You ought not say you don't know. I said you ought to say you know. We hadn't quite. I said, well, you know, I'm, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if I do know. I would I would do everything different this time around. But now, you know, it's one of those kind of deals where, you know, I think our guys have had enough. Now, whether we are good enough to actually go back and and reverse the tide completely, you know, it is going to be determined. Uh, I I would like to think that we could. But I'm sure we are somewhere between where we were this past season and where we were then when we had just beaten Jackson in the Celebration Bowl. And uh, we need to figure out how to get as close back to that particular team as we possibly can. I don't know if we can right now. I don't know if we got the personnel. And, you know, we still have issues from time to time in certain positions. So it'll be interesting to see just how, how far along we can get from last year this time around.
2: How, how big is it to have a veteran quarterback like Corey Fields coming back uh, to lead this team and to try to turn things around from last year? Big.
8: Uh, it's it's good to have a grown up in charge sometimes, and of uh, course a six year guy. He's finishing up his masters. He's got all his teaching certifications. He can go out and do and and I got him. You know, when you try, you talk about the transfer poll, I got to fight off principles. <laughs> Who want to <laughs> take my guy and make him that daggum coach or make him that PE teacher or the athletic director, some of that kind of stuff, because he's a mature guy, you know, that kind of stuff. And he throws the ball around really well. So you you can always depend on Corey to kind of sort of know, what's, you know what he's supposed to do. And uh, he may not necessarily execute sometimes to the level that I like him to, but, you know, it's not for lack of trying.
1: Hmm. Offensively, you have the big men up front, Nick and Cam, in terms of what they were able to do. Do, uh-huh. do you stick in turn since you got a new coordinator coming in there, I know you can't give us your full game plan, but just in general, uh, do, do you do what you always do with the idea that you want to run the oh, ball? Yeah. Or you think you're going to do a little more maybe throwing the ball around a little bit more? Well, I think the
8: key to offensive uh, success – is to mix it up. I think you gotta I think you gotta be able to do both. And mm. uh, I don't know in in today's game if you can run the ball if you can't throw it. I don't know if you can throw it if you can't run it. So, you know, you gotta have an idea about how to do both. And uh this guy that we've hired, Kevin McGore, you know, is a uh a veteran of a of a of a session or two in our league. So he kind of knows uh, South Carolina State and the MEAC. He doesn't. He, he has. He has not worked against Jackson before, but uh, you know we're looking forward to seeing how he how he develops. You know this is not a life and death kind of deal here, uh, uh, Doctor Kavir. Uh, we we would like to get in here and beat up on Jackson. That'd be a lot of fun. I tell you what, our fans took a lot of joy in it, but at the same time. You know, I don't know enough about us or them, you know, to kind of do a predict. I say, do you know? You think you're going, I don't know what I'm going into right now. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm
1: just like you. I'm going to the game waiting to see what happens. (laughs) With that, now let Charles jump back in here. When Uh when you do that, you're right. This is one of the most challenging um, analysis I've done on many of the HBC Uh programs because, There's so many teams that are taking the next step, but there's some question mark here and there, and you're like just trying to figure it out. But for a coach, in terms of game game planning, how much do you just say, "All right, we're going to do what we do, or what I think we can do," and then you make your changes based on what you do well in the game versus of trying to figure out what another team may want to do or not. Yeah,
8: this is the kind of game that you want that guy on the sideline, you know who's, you know who's got you know, a riverboat gambler, whatever you want to call it. He could He can fix things on the run, you know. Really? He's a guy. So, you know, in a situation where you get into these kinds of situations and you see things, you can go and, uh, and and have an answer, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm hoping that we've got that kind of expertise on our staff. You know, it'll be interesting to see just how we react. It's This is a great uh, evaluation for us. You know, it's a good mm. opportunity to start a year. And for me, I got two new coordinators. My defensive guy is, uh, you know, is a, is a good old um, uh, veteran MEAC assistant. He's a Morehouse guy. You know, those guys down in Morehouse, they think they, they smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> 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 and I said, they, sure they sure um, will tell you what
1: they are. <laughs> <laughs>
8: And and probably, and I think all of them are really smarter than me. Now, the first criteria behind a guy is he got to be smarter than me. I say, I don't need him. If, if you're not smarter than me, I don't need you. I say, because I can tell you that I'm not very smart and I need to I need
1: wow. help. <laughs> you found a way to get it done.
8: I know that <laughs> yeah. one, well, but the best thing, the way the best way to do it is to hire good help. I guarantee you. That makes sense. Yes, well, it we'll is. I guarantee yes, you. that Bring in that'll talented work. people.
2: Uh, Coach, let me jump back here and let me ask this question. I wanted to go back to something you said. You've been kind of uh pulling information from here and there in terms of trying to uh, get a fix on this Jackson State football team, but uh-huh. uh, from TC Taylor's time in the Well, what do you remember about him and and his coaching staff? Well, he was the OC
8: at at uh, at North Carolina Central with Jared Mack, and mm-hmm. Jared Mack went through this league like Sherman. I mean, you know, he tore us up there for about a year and a half or so, and uh, you know, this guy was one of the pieces in that formula so you know that's what kind of resonates back through my mind and uh he came in here with big gap scheme you know i remember the schemes that he ran back in that day now whether or not he'll be you know similar because he's got an oc now and those guys you know they've been out working with hugh freeze and all them kind of guys you know they got all kinds of high level kind of connections now i don't know what they've learned you know since (laughs) you know i saw him last but (laughs) I can tell you that they've all been growing. I know we all have been trying to grow. And we need to see just where they've gone
2: since I've seen them last. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, y'all. Well, no, I I think that was a a great answer because I I, I think the the, the uniqueness of of that team being uh, uh, the roster turnover that's been there and then the uniqueness of uh, your team trying to bounce back, uh, a lot of new faces are, are there. Are guys on your team that you're really looking forward to uh, what they can do this upcoming Saturday? Well, we have got freshmen,
8: uh, we got young kids. Now, the old guys, I kind of sort of know, you know what their, you know what their means of uh, abilities are, so it'll be okay for those guys. But we got a couple freshmen running backs and a freshman wide receiver and, a, and an offensive lineman and a, and a and a linebacker, you know that kind of stuff. And we got a couple transfers too. We took a Defensive back from Alcorn, guy named Malcolm McGee, who's a safety. And then we took a tight end from from Chattanooga, uh, uh, Keyshawn Tony. And then we took a linebacker. And believe it or not, the reason I took the linebacker was because his highlight film was mostly him beating up on South Carolina State. So I figured that, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to take the guy to keep him having to play against this. I know this right. Linebacker from Delaware. So guys say (laughs) – I don't know whether this is irony or doggone, the guy just wanted to try to show me how much – I don't know what the world was going on there, but I can tell you what, it, I, it it dawned on me that I thought I was better off taking him. I said, you need to be on my side. I said,
1: because otherwise I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk – let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you got you got Patrick, Jared, Octavian, the linebacker, Aaron Smith, defensive front. So, in a lot of ways, people are expecting that defense to really, uh, you know, yeah. give some teams some fits. Yeah. I know yeah. you don't want to necessarily talk too much about that, but what are your expectations of what you have on the defensive side of the ball?
8: Well, we got a, new, we, we got a lot of returning personnel. We got okay. some good guys. Let's face it. Todd Bolt and, and uh, Jablonski Green, I think, about as – Nice are two defensive ends you have. And Jablonski goes to the about one biscuit now from being a, a defensive tackle. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's kind of moving in a direction now where, you know, he's a little bit. he. I t- at one time, I thought he was like that, that guy that plays for the Rams. What's that guy's name from uh, Pittsburgh? And uh, Aaron Taylor. Aaron, whatever his name is. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald.
2: Huh?
8: Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I thought he was that guy for a while because he was that kind of size looking body and he was quick as all get up. But now he's kind of a slow. But hes I pick at him all the time because he's 300 pounds now. I think he's going to be a professional prospect though as a defensive tackle. And he's uh, nice. moved him down inside. Some, so he'll play that song. I guess I just gave away something. And uh, then we have uh, uh, two or three other uh, linebacker, defensive back type guys. Uh we get uh J- um uh Jalen Evans back. We lost our best defensive secondary guy in twenty mm. last year before the uh season. And uh we got him back now for our seventh year. And then uh, we've got uh, we we lost BJ Davis, the linebacker number five that really ran around and struck a lot of guys. He he grabbed transfers out of here to uh to East Carolina. So, you know, we've gotten I think the majority of that team back in place now, we got a new scheme and uh, I don't know whether we'd be quite as uh, successful in that scheme as we was in the one last year, but I chose to go in this direction because I wanted to get into a look that was a little, I think maybe more vanilla and more fundamental and, and, and less, uh, and less, uh, I guess maybe attacking because I wanted. I want it to be sounder. And, uh, I like the idea of not giving up. We gave up too many big plays last year. So that's kind of a mission to try to see if we can be better that way on defense. So it'll be interesting to see exactly, you know, how we go about handling our business. We may have to go back to business as usual from last year, cause we can go back and do what we did. But at the same I time, we'd like to try to see if we could maybe be a little less doggone attacking.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> last question I got for you, coach. Um, I, Obviously, after having the success and participating in the celebration ultimately becoming Black College National Champions two years ago, uh, you talked uh, about how much uh, the television exposure really uh, took things to another level that you may not quite expect. Now you're opening it up on ABC on Saturday night primetime. Talk a little bit about what you know now, is the opportunity and potentially the importance of being able to play in a game
8: like this. You know, and I appreciate it too. I think we will probably have about as high numbers as you can have for schools such as ours, you know, in a game such as this Uh, ABC, I think has got a nice little uh, project on his hands here that Saturday evening to, you know, get us in front of the entire HBCU country that way and uh you know i think i, I could not go anywhere that the game that we did in the celebration bowl was still probably the most seen that i've ever been a part of and uh you know we've been a part of some pretty good sized games so it, it it's pretty obvious that you know that they had a a, a good idea about this because they named this thing almost immediately before the uh celebration ball gold thinking that there'd be an opportunity for a rematch i didn't think they thought we'd win at the celebration board. i think they thought we we'd be trying to come back and get a win trying try to get even you know they had no idea it'd be the opposite but at the same time it's now our job to make sure they don't get even now whether we
1: can or not is to be determined no doubt well i'm gonna leave you yeah. with the last word before we take this last break and then we'll come back and close the show anything that you want to share in terms of uh, questions that we didn't ask. No, it's, it's, it's always just a
8: tremendous opportunity. I you know, I appreciate ESPN and ABC and all the people, cause they own this, this, this thing, you know, giving us this opportunity, uh, our fans, you know, all of our, uh, uh, our alumni, everybody's getting, is get so excited about being a part of this thing. So we just want to go out and put on a good show and, uh, you Know we look forward to seeing you all down there this coming
1: Saturday. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you, coach, chopping up a little bit. I know you game ready, so we'll get a chance to do a little more afterwards after everything goes down. As of Sunday night, there were only a little over 1500 tickets left, so I'm Is sure that's right? a little bit. Yeah, according to John Grant, uh, giving us uh, that update there. So, uh, it's going to be a big one. Look forward to it, okay. and we can't wait to see you down there, coach. Good luck this week. Thank you. Good luck, Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be right back after this, and we'll close out the show with this last break. That's none other than South Carolina State, Coach Buddy Pugh, the Hall
5: of... The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a Certified Constant Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today Don't delay. Call Cuvée. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in
2: your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride & Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCU PrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU
0: on Facebook and Twitter. Impress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to loud loud. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, yes, sir. as he going to teach a lesson. Yes,
1: this is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. I just want to say thanks, Charles, for sticking with us. I so hopefully, you enjoyed it. We gave you a little extra time, bonus time. We got both head coaches on for this big matchup, Miak Swag Celebration, Swag Miak Celebration, in terms of uh, what's going on in this game and matchup. We do have some news that we want to share with you. Make sure you check out the Fan Fest, um, uh the Coca-Cola Fan Experience. Uh, with the appearance of Dougie Fritz at three o'clock talking about the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's a tie in. And also look for us, the game time show. Uh, we'll have a three hour segment where we will be around this experience. So look for us in the team, uh, BCS will show up, show up out there and give you your lead up to this big time matchup. So make sure you're there early. Uh, we get in Friday. So we'll be mixing around get a chance to, uh, get out there and see some of the fans and say thanks for the support. But certainly we'll be there live on Saturday. So make sure you show up for the Coca-Cola fan experience. Look for us as we will be in the mix. With that, we want to say thank you for listening inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am doctor Piotr Bill, the dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab and the college of HBCU Sports with Mike Watch, Charles Bishop. Again, I want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HTC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be back Thursday with the live show ready to go at 6 o'clock. We look forward to telling you the latest in the news and the lab. Follow me, Dr. Pignall Bill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H-C-A-B-I-L. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1. On Facebook, Inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Horse. Roy. Lecture. Dismissed.